hinges creak in doorless chambers, and strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. Whenever candlelights flicker, where the air is deathly still, that is the time when ghosts are present, practicing their terror with ghoulish delight. Welcome to Disney Native. We are here today to share all of the spooky, spooky things with you about Disney. We're going to talk about the movies, we're going to talk about the parks, and we're going to talk about some of the urban legends and uh, the creepier things surrounding Disney World. So Nicole is just living for this right now, yes. and we are really sitting in a spooky room, too. We are. We are. <laughs> we have a candle going, pumpkin pecan waffles, so that's... Yes. Because we're spooky, but we also a little basic. Right. I mean, here we are. Sickpin, our peach tea, which and also isn't very spooky, but... So, Bethany, you just had a birthday <gasps> in Disney. did. You're right. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yeah, it was super great. We, My husband and I went just for the weekend to the boardwalk, and that was my first time actually ever going ever. On the boardwalk. Um, yeah, so it, it, it was nice. Um, we did some pooling. Um, except for the water slide did break, um, like not the slide itself, um, the little stoplight thing that happened. So like we were all just standing there like, am I going to squash a child? Can I go down? And they didn't have a lifeguard out there. And we were like trying to wave to him. And then I was like, screw it. I'll just go. I slid down and the guy's like, you just need to go. And I was like, it was red. Sorry for, and then Blake comes down and says the same thing as me. This is a deluxe resort. Right? Your life should be working. I know. But yeah, we had um, some bites at the little cafes over there. Creamery. Yeah. No, Anvil Hills. Anvil Hills, yeah. Finally tried all those things. Better about Anvil Hills because I used to work at Seashore Suites, which is where Abracadabar is now. Oh, okay. But then I went in there and I was like, oh yeah, this place is amazing. It's so much better than Seashore Suites. It smells so good. Yeah. Like when you just walk by, you're like, what is that magic and... It's ice cream. And um, we went to food and wine a bunch. I got my cutting board because we hit number four. How do you feel about the cutting board? They're tiny. <laughs> They're like, it's probably, I don't even know if I can get a cheese block on there. They're like this big. I'm putting my hands up. It's like the size of a hand. I don't know. Like they're very small, like a large basketball player, maybe hand size. Yeah. So My friend Drew was like, it's more decorative. Yeah, that's a good phrase. Like, it's nice. It's got the little, like, etched passholder logo, but... It's just tiny. Yeah. I'm not going to be cutting, like, meats and stuff on there. It's not happening. Well, without further ado, we want to get into some fun and spooky things. We have a list of things we're going to chat about. Um, And you want to kick this off, then? Sure. So... You know, we mostly talk about the parks here on Disney Native, but we also have to talk about the movies because, let's be honest, that's how we all were introduced to Disney, for the movies. Mm-hmm. And so, Disney's got some really solid, scary movies. And I know that that sounds a little strange at first <laughs> glance, um, but it's true. They have a long history, and they've gone down some dark roads. Um, so, first off, we'll just touch on the granddaddy of all the spooky Disney movies, and that is... Of course. Hocus Pocus. So, Yay. what's your history with Hocus Pocus? Are you are you like a fan? Are you a nerd? Are you barely I'm. Aware? I would say a casual fan to the point of when Freeform plays it 24-7, closer to Halloween, I'm like, I can't. Like, we will sit down and watch it full, at least once, maybe half, because I swear it's always on. But actually, the first time I watched it was in college, and like, my sorority, like, chapter house I don't know like I never I'm a, I was a very sheltered child Nicole knows I did not have cable growing up so that was like a was it a cable movie yes so well no okay oh okay sort of okay the, so Hocus Pocus came out in like the early 90s mm-hmm. and my mom is the one who introduced me to spooky things so I saw it in the theater and loved it mm-hmm. from day one same with Nightmare Before Christmas Mm-hmm. Um, I was cool before it was cool <laughs> to like these things. Which Sam, thanks, mom. Go um, but it was a bomb. Like it was a flop. It did not do well. Okay. And it has gained a following oh, since Disney started playing classic. it on the Disney Channel. They would play it on the Disney Channel, and that's when it became really popular. 
Um, and maybe because the stars themselves weren't as popular either. I mean, maybe they, they all kind of had to grow into so, it. I don't know. Well, and so if you want to know more about Hocus Pocus, the history of Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. you got to go listen to Mick Garris's podcast. It's called Postmortem with Mick Garris. Okay. And Mick Garris is like everybody's cool horror uncle. <laughs> He's like your cool uncle. I have one of those. <laughs> who like, you know, we all have that relative who's like cooler than the rest of your relatives and like have all the stories and they've been everywhere and they've done everything. That's Mick Garris in the horror world. Like he's not the most talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't say that as like a slam on him. Like he's been in the industry a long time. He knows everybody. But like he hasn't directed any groundbreaking movies himself. He just has been in the industry for a long time and he's super respected. And so on his podcast, he his podcast is great in general if you're a horror fan. But if you're a Disney fan and you're a Hocus Pocus fan, you have to go check out his 25th anniversary Hocus Pocus episode. Um, It's live from, I think, Fantasia Fest, and it's him and a bunch of other people who made it. And, I mean, the movie was in production hell for about eight years, like eight to ten years. He was, I believe, a producer. I think he wrote some of it. But this movie had a long road to get made, and then it had a long road to get popular. Mm -hmm. So the fact that it's such a big deal now is almost a miracle. Interesting. Oh, that's a fun yeah. story. But yeah, the people who created it, though, have a lot of passion. And uh, the guy who wrote it, it was a bedtime story he used to tell to his daughters. Really? Yes. And now it's this huge cultural thing. So, Ooh. Hocus Pocus. That's why it's the flagship of mm-hmm. Disney Scary Movies. But um, Okay, so moving on to another classic. Okay. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, which, of course, is based on the Headless Horseman mm-hmm. story by, I believe, Washington Irving wrote that. We chatted about this a little before, that I, I don't remember Mr. Toad being involved at all, but I, I've seen Adventures of Ichabod, or the Headless Horseman Disney version, and I loved it. That was like a little classic I had on VHS, pop that in, and we would watch that probably every year. Yeah, I think I've only seen it, I mean, I've seen it probably three or four times, and I feel like it's one of those, like, you know, you'd get the Silly Symphonies, where it was just a bunch of little yes. random stuff? Yeah. It's kind of That's short. That's this movie was, yeah. right? You got the little short mm-hmm. uh, Headless Horseman story, and then you got the little short Mr. Toad story. I feel like that wasn't on her tape. That's like a thing I need to text my mom, and she'll pull it out of our office closet, because I know <laughs> she has it. But I feel like ours might have just been that or, like, another one. Yeah, I bet they sliced like that updated, up yeah. and put it in different compilations. But it's got good music. It's yes. spooky. The animation's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's a good solid one. And I feel like some younger children could watch that one yeah. without being totally freaked out. So that's always good. Um, I loved Ichabod's nose. He had a very yes, distinguished nose. Like, nose. Like, they made him, like, exceptionally ugly. Like, yeah. you know, you watch the Johnny Depp. Sleepy Hollow, and you're like, Ichabod, look at us. And he doesn't speak. I think it's silent for the most part. I think it's. I yeah, I think wrong. it's a lot. Well, I think it's a lot of music. Yeah, but he. I don't think he speaks at all. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I have to watch it. <laughs> um. So, just to quickly get into pretty much all the ones I'm going to mention next are part of what was called Dark Disney in the '80s there was a conscious decision made to take steps towards more, like, adult themes. And so they wanted basically to they, – they've got the younger audience. They've got kids, but they wanted to grow with the kids, and they wanted to have a preteen and teen audience. So they made a few movies that were a little scarier and dealt with a little bit more difficult subject matter to kind of, like, grow with the audience. That was ultimately a failed experiment. <laughs> and when Eisner took over in the 90s and basically rocked it – it made Disney amazing. Mm. But all yeah, that all whole time. that yeah, whole experiment was put to, just put to an end. Rightfully so, but I'm glad that we have some gems from that time. So we have three movies in particular from that time. We got Something Wicked This Way Comes, based on the Ray Bradbury novel, classic. We got Watcher in the Woods, a movie about Isn't that a book shape shifting eclipse things. I think it was, actually. Yeah, I think but, it is, like, a classic. And we also got Return to Oz, which is, like, Wizard of Oz on dark steroids. <laughs> so weird to me. <laughs> yes. So those three movies 
are all great. If you've not seen them, you need to go watch all of them. But I will tell you that uh, of those three, Something Wicked This Way Comes is my favorite. And it also, it takes place in the fall and it's about a dark carnival. Ooh. It has two boys as its like main protagonist. So if you like Stephen King or if you're into Stranger Things, you might want to check out Watching the or okay. not Watching the Woods. Something Wicked This Way Comes. Um, again, it was made in the 80s. So, you know, you have to forgive a little bit of the like... Cheese. 80s movie cheese that's in it, but it's really great. Um, and so what did you think about that uh, Return to Oz clip that I showed you last week, Bethany? Yeah. Well, the whole <laughs> Dorothy age gap weirdness, I still can't get behind. I don't know. I may have to watch the whole movie. But, yeah, I'm like, I don't even know who thought of that because I get they wanted to go dark but I feel like you can still use that with the main characters without it being weird so I don't know that one scene was terrifying like I would have nightmares you guys we watched the scene with the wheelers if you know what the wheelers are then you're sitting at home like oh the wheelers if you don't just like google return to oz wheelers and so weird. you're welcome for the nightmares. Well, yeah, it's it is just very dark. It's not. It's just weird. Like I'm just. I am really not like good. It, weird. It's. I. I again. I'm really surprised that like they made this and they were like, oh yeah, it's for children. Yeah, this is great. But great. again, at the same time, I'm really glad that it exists. Yeah, no, I'm like intrigued by it. But yeah, I don't know. I'm very like about like follow the story continuity. And, yeah. Well, and that is one thing that is a little weird about Return to Oz is that Dorothy does look younger. And it's mm-hmm. just because she's played by a different actress. She's not actually supposed to be younger. Is but the age of the actress she, in fact younger? Well, she, I don't know, because like Judy, know, Garland Judy Garland looks is like, like a she's woman. like 30. Yeah, maybe right. she's Judy. She had a hard life. Dorothy in Return to Oz way. is, um, oh gosh, what's her name? I can't remember her name, but she's, oh, Feruza Balk. She's in like in the 90s. She was in like The Craft, and I think she was in American History X, and I think this might have been her first movie, but like she just does not, her and Judy Garland do not look the same. No. So, no. Anyway, Hmm. enough about Return to (laughs) Off. Google it, check it out. And just the last movie that I want to mention before we move on. Is is not a Halloween movie in my opinion. It, that is the Nightmare Before Christmas. But we have You're to talk about start it. Start a lot of fights with that. I know because to me, like it's a like it opens on Halloween, but then the whole rest of the movie is about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I know that like Halloween Town is like the main you know thrust of the movie, and Jack Skellington is the main character. But still, it's about Christmas. Like yeah. when I if I try to watch that movie around Halloween time, I'm like, oh, it's too soon. It's too it soon. It's pretty Christmassy. Yeah. But the director will tell you it's a Halloween movie. Really? So important. It's a little cray. You know. Um, I don't know. I'm with Disney that they kind of play it from Halloween until Christmas. Like, I consider it a seasonal it's true. movie. Like, I, I don't have a preference. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not on either team. And I'm I do big... love it. I just have to wait until November. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not big on the Sally and Jack Skeleton love buildup. I feel like they need more time to get to know each other. I don't know. She's just singing about him, and I'm like, he's a little cra- I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. But it's fine. I do love Zero, though. He's a little oh, cutie. Oh, I love Zero. Yeah. He's the best. Mm-hmm. He's the best. Anyway. All right. I feel like I could go on about Nightmare Before Christmas, but we'll wait. We'll talk about it later. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Around Christmas. Um, Christmas. Okay, so moving the train right down the tracks here. Let's talk a little bit. We don't have a ton of notes on this, so I'm going to be interested to see where it goes. Oh. Who is your favorite Disney villain? Did we talk about this in our first episode, or was it kind of a rabbit trail? It might have been a I will put trail. a stake in who my favorite one is. Ooh, I think I know who it is. Yes. Can is, I guess? Yes. Is it Scar? Oh, no, it's not. Oh. It's not. That's a very good one. But as far as, like, villain quality, <gasps> it's Maleficent. I think she's just incredible, and she, she is just evil. She's truly evil. Like, I feel like Scar's just, he's got some beef, you know, brother he's issues. He's kind of charismatic. Yeah, like, he's, you know, I feel like in a different life, he'd be fine. But Maleficent, cursing babies, like, that is... <laughs> also summoning hell and turning into a dragon. Yes, and yeah. I mean, she's got gorgeous cheekbones, so she's gold. I just, she's definitely my favorite. 
Yeah. And even I like Angelina Jolie as her, too. I did not like yes. that movie. No. But I thought mm. she was great. <laughs> well, because that movie, and this is going to be a rabbit trail, Ooh. but um, that movie took the best thing about Maleficent, which is the fact that she is truly evil. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, oh, she's just misunderstood. Yeah. And you're like, oh, no. No. Yeah. I did not like that. No. And I liked that she was kind of like a scorned. What, but it wasn't good enough, and yeah. also that she was a fairy. What, what, is she still a fairy? Like, well, she was until the man clipped her wings right. off. But in the original one, oh, she's just no. a she's just a, a villainy witch. I don't yeah. know why she has green skin. Yeah, is she a warlock? Is that a thing? I don't know. Sure. <laughs> so, favorite villain? It's kind of hard, you mm-hmm. know, because the villains are my favorite. Like you have a list. Um, but I, can I, think, I guess then if we're doing guesses, guess. guess. Dr. Facilier. So, <laughs> yes, he yeah. is my favorite villain. Dr. Facilier, the shadow man from Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, because he just, I don't know, he's got like the swagger and the style and he's got a look about him. And when he does his little musical number with mm-hmm. the little doo-doo dolls, like that animation is just gorgeous. Is. And I, I loved, I just really fell in love with that character. But another one of my favorite villains, and I'm only going to have two of them, I'm going to keep going, but... Um, just on the pure evil factor is um, Frollo from Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, that's a good one. That I mean, man bad, good, but yeah. is and like cover the little ears. He's lusting after Esmeralda. Mm-hmm. He basically says, "Sleep with me, or I will burn you alive." Mm-hmm. In a song, <laughs> and he and he's like a man of the church. Yeah, but he's just icky and just horrible and manipulative Mm -hmm. and like he's just like the worst and so at the end whenever he spoiler alert we do that on (laughs) you haven't seen this but at the end when he like falls into the flames and it's like representative of like hell and you're like yes yeah also he single-handedly Practically Ruins Out There, which is such a good song, but on pretty much all soundtrack versions, they have, like, an interlude of him basically singing to Quasimodo about how you're so ugly and you're a monster, and then it's, like, the uplifting bit about how he wants to just, you know, be with the people, but that part is always in there, and it's like, oh, that's such a downer, because you want to be like, so and that just makes me angry every time because I like that song and little Frollo has got to ruin it for me. You know, I will say, though, I'm going to get a little deep for a moment, but Hunchback of Notre Dame caught a lot of heat when it came out because it's a pretty serious movie. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it, I was like 14 or 15 when it came out. So I was old enough to get it. Yeah. And I remember when my mom and I were walking out and the ladies behind us were like, Oh, I can't believe it's a Disney movie. You know, like smelling salts. Um, and I agree with her, but like when you've got, like again, you know, you've got Frollo, who's supposed, he's the upstanding man of the church, man mm-hmm. of the city of authority, and he's supposed to be the moral upstanding. And then when, like when Esmeralda is in the church and she's singing that song mm-hmm. about like God bless the outcast. Yes. Oh, it's just like, oh, Beautiful. this is what life is about. Like, this movie is, it just, it's like teaching us to, like, not look at people from their outward appearances mm-hmm. and that God loves us all the same. Oh, just, oh. And with it's Notre Dame. It's yes. Oh, it's, it's a gorgeous yes. movie, too. Very movie. And then you have mm-hmm. the little gargoyles as, you know, com- com- perfect comedic yes. relief, you know. Yes. It's just, it's and a they have some cheesy songs. It's a good underrated and who's the, the guy? He's kind of odd, too. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> the night or Phoebus. yes, Phoebus. Is that his name? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> Weird, but and him yeah. and Quasimodo like buddy up. Which I is mean, real fun. yeah, that's a good movie. That's on Netflix right now, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So maybe you know we didn't put that on our movie list, but maybe check that one out. Let's do it. Yeah. And if we just spoiled it all for you, hashtag <laughs> yeah, Sorry. You probably didn't follow that anyway. Go check. No. You're like, if you have never seen it and you just listen to us, you're probably like, what? 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 Ooh. What? <laughs> um, so do you want to talk about some parks? Or Yeah. Let's get into some Halloween events. Let's get into the, the spooky park stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to talk about Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party mm-hmm. first, because that's the flagship event. Right. Now, have you been to the I have Halloween not been. Oh, you haven't been to the uh, We party. almost went this year, and then we were just like, 
it's just because um now it's kind of awkward times like I think they do Friday is the only quote-unquote weekend and then there's no Saturday parties and then they have Sunday parties and then like Thursday night so just kind of life man yeah it's hard to kind of get there so we still have not I really want to yeah, and, and like you're trying to buy a house. And it's I mean, expensive. yes, it <laughs> is. But I really want to go and eat the treats and see the parades. And but you've seen that, so yes. So tell I've me been, about it. I've been a few times, and um, before I even went on my own, um, as you all know, I used to work at Magic Kingdom at the Emporium. So I was like at the Halloween party, even though I wasn't at the Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Um. So I would hear the parade going by. I could sometimes sort of watch some of it, but so I'm pretty intimately acquainted with the Halloween party, and then I've actually been like three or four times, and it is amazing. Now, again, I love scary things, so maybe that's why I love it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I've heard lots of people rave about the Halloween party. Yeah, it's it's definitely worth the extra ticket, like the extra price. Nineteen dollars. Yes, <laughs> I know, right? But the good thing is too is like I understand. You can get there, I think, like an hour before it starts. Oh, you can get there significantly longer. I think it's like, because Christmas is also different. I think seven-ish, and they don't actually close the park until like nine or something. Yeah, like, so, yeah and it depends on, I don't know if it's always open the same. Is it, is it always open until like midnight, or is it two? I think maybe yes, different nights or different yeah. hours. But you, I mean, you can get, especially if you're a Disney native and you don't go longer than four or five hours mm-hmm. at a time anyway, like, you get your money's worth of right. it, even though it's a short event. Um, but the main thing about the Halloween party is the parade. It's the mm-hmm. best Disney parade. It's better than any other Disney parade. Mm-hmm. And I'm not the only person that says that. I've heard other people who are not spooky obsessed say mm-hmm. that. Um, it's just solid. You've got, and I think part of it is because you see things that you don't see in normal parades. You get, um, there's a whole villains section where, like, all the yes. villains are dancing down the streets together. Oh, there's a haunted mansion float with the hitchhiking ghosts. Mm-hmm. And my favorite part of the parade is that there are grave diggers yes. behind the haunted mansion float. And they have their shovels and they like dance along the like asphalt and they make sparks with the shovels on the asphalt. You're like, that sounds so cool. And they have the ballroom dancers. Ooh. There's a big pirates float because pirates gets lumped into the Halloween party, I guess, because it's kind of spookier. I mean, spookier elements. Yeah, especially Pirates of the Caribbean with all that skeleton. Undead yeah. business. Oh, and one time, this really spot-on Jack Sparrow. Oh my gosh! Impersonator, like he, I was in the, I was at the very front, and he saw me, and I blew him a kiss, and he blew me a kiss back. Oh. And I was like, and my mom was with me, and she was like, oh, and I was like, oh. <laughs> It's a magic moment. <laughs> Honestly, everything else you ever told me. <laughs> the Jack Sparrow, like, people they hire are usually really yeah, good. Really I mean, good. we're kind of better. Cause Jack I mean, it's does. actually Jack Sparrow, Bethany. Don't oh, you know? It's really yeah, him. Yeah. It's really yeah, him. You're right. Okay. Actors. Um, anyway, <laughs> um, there's also, like, treat trails, which you do not go for the trick-or-treating, but Ooh. especially if you go on a night when it's, like, kind of a slower night, like, you can just walk right through the treat trail, there's no way. So you yeah. just get your bag, you, you get all the candy, well. might as well. Um, and I'm trying to think what, oh, so there are also, oh, no, no, there's two other big things at the Halloween party. There's oh. the Hallowishes, well, it's probably not called that anymore, <laughs> fireworks. They kind of suck. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, the music, it's, the pieces of music they chose are good, mm-hmm. but, like, Clay Aiken did a version of Grim Grinning Ghosts, and it's really harsh. No. Yeah. No, no, no. So, you gotta watch the fireworks, but mm-hmm. the parade is, like, eight million times better. Mm. So, just know that. But the big thing for me, bigger than the fireworks, is the stage show with the ladies from Hocus Yes. Mr. Boogie from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. I almost said Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) (laughs) Same thing, right? (laughs) Mr. Boogie's in it, and the Shadow Man is in it, and the Sanderson sisters are in it. Random question. Yes. What color is Mr. Boogie? Okay, he is white. (laughs) 
He's why I thought he was brown. Like, because he's a bag. Well, he's like, um, he's like beigey. Yeah. He's, he's like not beige-ish. green, no, he's is not what green. I'm getting at. He's not green. He's absolutely not green. That infuriates me so much seeing him green in merchandise. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's, it's for one song. Because he glows. Right. So he's green, but he's not green all the time. He's like a beige. He's like a burlap yeah. bag full of bugs. Yeah. <laughs> what he is. I mean, yeah. Okay. That was a pitch. So, yeah, definitely. He's not green. But he is green at this stage show. Mm-hmm. But they, 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 they really tie together the Shadow Man and Mr. Mm-hmm. Boogie and the Sanderson sisters. They're all tied together really seamlessly and the music is great and the performers are great. Aww. So, the first couple times I went to the Halloween party, they weren't doing this yet. And the last time I went was the first year they rolled out. Oh, really? Yeah, the wow. stage show and... I'm not a big, like, show person. But if we're um, there. But, yeah, yeah, I wanted to check it out and was, like, blown away. So if you have to, if you have to choose between the fireworks and the stage show, ditch the fireworks. <laughs> stage show's great. It's great. Um, so, I mean, I think that's really the only big Halloween event. They used to do a villain's, like, soiree oh, yeah, at party. Hollywood. Yes. And I don't think they're doing I don't that think anymore. so either. Yeah, I always had a few friends I would go to that. Yeah. Again, separately ticketed, but I heard it was really cool. Mm-hmm. So. Like, there were some villains that you don't necessarily see, and those things like that always excite me. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've got some attractions that we have to talk about. Spooky attractions. Like, Haunted Mansion. I mean, if you listen to our first episode, you heard me gush about Haunted Mansion. <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty obvious, pretty self-explanatory. I'm not sure if we really need to dig into Haunted Mansion other than Stuff just... Only, like, during the season, get a fast pass. It's yeah. fun. We always kind of do that around Halloween time. And um, during the Halloween party, they, like, kick it up at Haunted Mansion. Mm. Like, all of the cast members wear, are wearing, like, makeup. Oh, right. It's, like, the, not mm-hmm. skull, but it's, like, it's they're like dead yeah. yeah. They look, they look dead. Mm-hmm. And there's a woman out on the lawn who's, like, mm. a ghost woman. And she's, <gasps> yeah. like, cracking jokes while you're oh standing in line. Oh, my gosh. Oh, that's, yeah. that's fun. So, it's a little more fun yeah. during the Halloween party. That um, is the one thing, Disneyland, I'm jealous, because don't they change it? Or maybe it's during Christmas. They change it during Christmas. That's yeah. it. That's kind of cool. They change it to Nightmare Before Christmas. Right. Which, uh, David and I went one day to Disneyland on our honeymoon, and it was in November, and it was cool that mm-hmm. I got to see it, decked right. out for Nightmare Before Christmas, but I was also a little sad that I didn't get to see, like, the original oh, Haunted Mansion. yeah. So it was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they'll ever do that at Disney World, no, because they have to close it down in order to do that, and yeah. they just want to do that at Disney World. Yeah. So. Um... And we've got some other spooky rides. Obviously, um, Tower of Terror is the other big spooky one, which Disneyland doesn't have it anymore. You're it's right. It's Guardians. Very. I mean, that thing, You're not a fan? That thing's butt ugly. Have you seen it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a look. <laughs> <laughs> it's a look. Um, I get it, though. They don't have the space that we have here in uh, Disney World, so they have to, like, capitalize on the space yeah, they have. Yeah, gotta do. Um, but but we then, won't. like, why do they have to change it? Especially it's actually in California. <laughs> I know. Well, a lot of people, and I'm not this nerdy about Disneyland, I don't know, um, but a lot of people were like, oh, they finally fixed California Adventure and got it all cohesive to where it all made sense. And then they did this. <laughs> but I've ridden Tower of Terror in mm-hmm. Disneyland, and it's not like Tower of Terror here. It's like, it just goes up and down. There is no, like, moving oh. through the ride. The story's not as elaborate. Mm-hmm. So I'm not as upset about it as I could be. Right. But also that's not my work, no. so, yeah. yeah. But anyway, Tower of Terror, Twilight Zone-based. Is that... I love it. Disney? Or do they buy the rights? Or how does that work? Because... Well, now that movie ride's gone, is that, like, kind of under that same umbrella? Well, Twilight Zone was owned by MGM, I believe. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I don't know how that's all shaken out, mm-hmm. but I'm assuming there's probably some deal that says, like, from now to the end of time, we want to have this ride right. the way it is. Okay. So okay. They, that's really what I wanted yeah. to confirm. I know, but, <laughs> and Tower of Terror is really fun. If you're a horror fan, you're probably a Twilight Zone fan, and there's, you know, some really cool stuff tucked away. Oh, yeah. Like, at the end of the ride, they have, like, the dummy from the dummy episode, and there's, like, the haunted slot machine. David, what does the haunted slot machine say? 
<laughs> I don't remember the name of the episode, you guys, but there is legit an episode with a haunted slot machine. It's really great. Um, yeah. So, Haunted Mansion and Tower of Terror. I mean, those are the obvious spooky rides. What, what are some other spooky rides with me? I guess we'll lump in Pirates of the Caribbean because they're kind of in that spooky zone with yeah. all, again, like the skeletons and... Dead man have you been on it since they changed that redhead scene? No. It's, I mean, it's fine. Is like, that also a look? <laughs> I, I, actually, I kind of like it because they did add some things. So there's like chickens. It's like, a, I don't want to ruin it for you if you're going to go on it. They've added a lot of different things to it. So I'm actually like, I'm okay with it. Then again. Well, you know, I'm okay with it. it. I mean, I... I understand why they felt the need to do it. Yes. But also, like, they just keep sort of stripping pirates away. Like, used to it was pirates chasing women. Now it's women yes. chasing pirates. that's fine. Used to <laughs> it was we're selling women. And now it's, oh, we can't do that because of human trafficking. Which, again, I totally understand. Yes. But, like, they're pirates. They're bad dudes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. They're, like, burning down a... Are they going to take out the fire next? Like, well, we can't have them burning down the village. I like the smell of it when you go in. It's like a burny, kind of smoky smell. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. So, Pirates is, like, more fun than spooky, but a little spooky. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I like that they get lumped in with the, the spookier things, but. Right. Um, one more thing I'll just kind of mention as a footnote. In Disneyland, they still have Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. <laughs> And I think they still have Snow White's scary stories. Probably so, because Disneyland kind of keeps the old stuff. Yes. They, they're trying to kind of preserve the which original things, which is, yeah, which is great. Um, and so, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride... R.I.P. Yeah, follows Mr. Toad, but, like, at the end of the ride, the first time, I, well, first and only time I ever wrote it, at the end of the ride, you, like, go to hell. <laughs> Like, legit go to hell. Like, do you, like, Mr. Toad, he's in his, like, you know, his like car, car, and yeah. he, like, wrecks. I was just chariot. And it's very much like the, the poo ride. Like, that's yeah. how it's structured. Yeah. Just, like, but at the end, there's, like, it's red, and there's, like, flames, and, like, the devil. Oh. And then you, then you get off there's the There's a ride. devil? There's, like, a devil. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. is like It's, it's kind of like a return to Oz. It's, like, hard left turn, and you're, like, was that... And then, you know, it happens so fast, and you get off the ride, and you're like, was that that hell? You should should Google Look it up. That was one I went on when I was very little, so I don't remember it at all. Like, my mom and my aunt loved it and still talk about it, but, like, I I don't remember it. So I have been on it, but... That's all I remember about it, actually. Really? Yeah. (laughs) I was like, hmm, that's a choice. Right? But no. I dug it. <laughs> I mean, so I know you know about this, but I just want to talk about it because it's one of my favorite nuggets at Haunted Mansion. The Pet Cemetery area yes. has a Mr. Toad. Mr. Toad, <laughs> I know. I love it. It's kind of funny how, like, emotionally attached they are to Mr. Toad yeah. because they also put that picture of him and Mr. Owl right. getting the deed mm-hmm. in the poo ride. Yeah. So, yeah, they're very attached to Mr. Right. Toad, which... You know, I mean, we've, we've mentioned him several times in this episode, but, like, I don't know, like, was that really, was that really popular back know. in the day? It's a very expensive pop right now, but <laughs> I can't tell you much about him. Um, wasn't it a book series? Like, I don't know. I really don't know much about Mr. Toad. Yeah, me neither. I like him. He's yeah. cute, but, yeah. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit, and um, I think we're going to move on to just other general Urban legends and spook. Is that a phrase? Sure. Um, at Disney. So um, let's talk about death. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah. There's been a few deaths at Disney, Nicole. Yes. Death and tragedy. So, you know, anywhere with a lot of people, bad things are just going to happen. It's true. You know, it, any place in the world has its share of, you know, history and. Things aren't always happy, and so with as many people that, you know, filter through Disney World, thousands of people every year, I mean, bad things are bound to happen. Um, But of course, Disney goes to great lengths to hide those things, and not just because they're trying to be, like, nefarious or whatever, but, you know, they want you to have a great vacation, and so 
if somebody drops trash, they pick that up. Um, if true. somebody trips and falls, they pick them up. If somebody dies there, they don't want you to know that and have <laughs> your vacation ruined. So you don't necessarily hear about it all the time. I guess, I feel like I remember the biggest thing that happened, or at least that I remember in my lifetime, when Mission Space opened and like everyone was dying on that and nobody remembers that anymore. I remember it. <laughs> I, I just, I guess they do have all those like scary warnings like before yes. you walk in, but. Well, and it, I think that's, that's a lot of what happens um, with death at Disney. I mean, it's not things that are their fault necessarily. Oh, no. And with Mission Space, it's definitely not their fault. I think um, with both Mission Space and... They had uh, like pre-existing conditions, Yeah, right? it was heart conditions. Yeah. So either they wrote it anyway or they didn't know they had the condition and then they wrote it and they like had a heart attack. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's not Disney's fault, but it's still, it's still creepy. But... Um, so, I've hinted at this one a few times. Carousel of Progress, which I know is one of your faves. Oh, <laughs> you're looking at me and I'm afraid. I'm afraid. So, and I, and, okay, so some of these are Disneyland, some are Disney World, some I know, some I don't. And this is one of the ones I, I'm not sure if this happened at Disneyland or Disney World. Actually, is there a Carousel of Progress at Disneyland? There shouldn't be because it's like the World's Fair special, like, his build. So there shouldn't like, be more than one. Yeah, I feel like we should know this. But anyway, it doesn't matter. So, you know, Carousel of Progress, it's like a wheel inside a wheel. You know, it turns, but then there's the outside walls of the attraction that obviously don't move. Mm -hmm. And so a cast member got wedged in between. <gasps> oh, my God, that sounds like the worst thing Yeah, ever. the space between, like, the actual wall and the wall that moves, and they died. Oh, gosh. And that one's not urban legend. That one's real. <laughs> yeah. Um, another one that... Well, that one's, like, ruined it, it, for it, me forever. Here I am. I'm just moving uh, on. And you're like, I need a uh, moment. I do need a process. I need a moment. I think for me, it was just, like, the crunch that comes to mind. Sorry for me, Matt. Oh, okay. yeah. But um, I did just check, and no, it was moved. In 1975 to Magic Kingdom in um, Orlando. But it was originally at Anaheim. Oh, so it but started that, there and then they moved it. Yes. Hmm. Okay. We're learning things together. Yeah, we are. Um, okay, so another fun one. Now, I heard this one when I came to the college program in 2005. And I wasn't sure it was true. I figured it probably wasn't true. Did a little research, found out this is true. Pluto got ran over. Oh. And died. And died. But what I had heard was that during the parade on stage, so out on Main Street, that Pluto got ran over. People watched Pluto get ran over. That did not happen. It happened backstage. So all the parades obviously come from behind what guests can see. And that's where they stage and they get ready and all that. Um, so when it was backstage, I'm assuming probably at the end of the parade, so probably where it ends... Uh, there by like the mm -hmm. firehouse and yeah. all of that. Um, it happened back there. Cast member got ran over oh. and died. I didn't mean to laugh earlier. It was yeah. Terrible. <laughs> oh my god. So tragic, tragic, right? Ugh. And so I had also heard. I don't know if this is true. This is probably not true because I heard this with the version where he died in public. I heard that for like a week afterward, you didn't see Pluto in the park mm -hmm. because he was dead. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really true. Yeah, I don't think that happened, though. <laughs> Have you seen that one video? It's like they're, I don't know if it's that Disneyland or Hollywood, but you know the scene at Phantasmic when they're all in that cruise boat thing? And like Pluto oh, or falls. Falls. he falls. But like somebody catches him and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that. that, that that's so that. sad. It's like, oh. 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 <laughs> that's why they all are strapped in, usually. <laughs> oh, geez. So, another one that I find really eerie is the uh, the Primeval Whirl in Animal Kingdom. Have you written that? Oh, Animal yes. Kingdom? I can't um, say It's that. not my favorite. Yes, I have my fair share. How are you going to ruin it for me now? Well, this one is kind of like Pluto. Um, it's a little, a little hard to sort out. Um, because I've heard, I heard one story... 
I, I, you hear a lot of stories when you're a cast member. <laughs> but I heard a story that, like, somebody, at this point, I can't remember if the person fell or if they committed suicide. But I heard that, like, in during the night, like, after the park was closed, somebody, like, fell off the Primeval World platform, mm. like, fell to the ground. And they say it's haunted by this <gasps> cast member. And I think it's because over there, it, you know... Dino-rama, everything is, like, bright and beautiful, and it's made for little kids. Mm -hmm. And so to hear that, like, it's haunted, and it's newer. Yeah. To hear that it's, like, haunted by this cast member, I've always found that really fascinating. Um, But what I found out is that it's – that's a, like, conglomeration of two stories. Um, Somebody has fallen off a platform, and I can't remember if they just got injured, and then that was a cast member. Then a guest – got, like, trapped between two cars. So there's been a couple of incidents at Primeval World, and I think, I, I can't remember now, again, if, if I think maybe nobody's ever actually died. I think people have just been injured hmm. on it. Um, now, you know, you can do some research and find clear answers to some of these things, and some of them you, you can't. Right. Um, so, oh, well, this is a good time then to plug. So I have... Another media outlet. I have a blog. Mm-hmm. It's called Curoscuro Horror. I have a whole blog about this topic. Um, so we'll link Under it. Dark Disney in one? The, yes. Yeah, yes. So we'll out. link it in the show notes and all this stuff that I'm telling you. I looked it up and I can't exactly remember. If you go read that article, all of the like juicy details are there. Mm-hmm. So we'll link that. And we'll, we'll mention some other things here in a minute for you guys to check out. But um, Primeval World is one of those where I had to do a lot of research on it. Oh. And... The answer is somewhere else. I feel it. That ride is really jerky. There's got to be some weird juju. (laughs) Yeah. It's very violent for a little kitty. You're like going back and forth on those turns. You know, it also has that like old carny vibe. Yeah. Where you maybe feel not 100% safe anyway. I feel that. Yeah. And it breaks down a lot. I don't know. I feel like more often than not, I see it not on. Or maybe it's just because of lightning. I don't know. It always has a long line, too. It does, for what it is. I'm like, yeah. come on. I mean, it's the most exciting ride in that little area, but... And I guess it's, like, the only kitty coaster, really, kitty area, that whole park, because it's got the, like, Dumbo dinosaur version, which mm-hmm. is fun. I love that one, too. It is. They've got that. They've got very, several versions of that Dumbo ride. Yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the carpets, mm-hmm. and that's but I've never played any of the games or anything over there. And that's like one thing that I feel like would be a money pit if I got into that. So definitely. Like who's got time for that? No, like who's been the It's probably pass holders like us, honestly. Oh, <laughs> well, anyway, we're dipping into animal keep ki- natives, natives guide animal kingdom territory. I know it's great. Um, so you want to talk about that decapitation? <laughs> I don't know how to like transition into any well, of these. Or are you going to, before you know, we to hit finish? that, okay. we got to talk about the monorail a little bit. Because oh. oh. so let me just tell you, and again we mentioned this in a previous episode because I said I love transportation to Magic Kingdom and you said you don't like it. The monorail is actually kind of dangerous. It's a little bit of a death trap. So many things have happened on the monorail I could not document them all. Oh my gosh. And a lot of them are out there for anybody to find. Um not a lot of death, but just a lot of malfunction. <laughs> Okay. Well, I found. Tell me something. I don't know. I found a picture in like the local Orlando paper back in the seventies or eighties, where like the monorail had caught on fire, <laughs> and they basically had a big ladder, and people had to just go down this ladder. Nope. Because the nope. monorail had caught on fire. Nope. And I was like, wow. Um, it's broken down a bunch. I actually saw just a few months ago a video online where the door was just open. And it was just going? Yeah, and this no. woman was like, look at this door! It went, it went viral. <laughs> of the monorail door just being open. And, you know, there have been rumors of them discontinuing the monorail. Isn't that all the freaking time? Yeah, because apparently it's really expensive to mm-hmm. keep up. Um, but it's so nostalgic. It is. So, looking at all the history of the monorail, I think it's a valid argument to maybe get rid of it but I love it and I don't want them to ever get rid of it um before we move on I will mention there there has been at least one fatality on the monorail um 
again, when so when I worked there the second time, I heard a story about people dying on the monorail. And again, you never know if it's true. Um, but I did some research on it, and one cast member died. Basically, the monorail, they thought they had clearance from the one in front of them, and they didn't, and they collided. No. Yes. And so the driver in the front died. You used to be able to ride up front with the captain, and you cannot anymore. And I think this is why. I don't think they've made the switch yet, but now you definitely can't. And I think that that's probably the incident that oh, sealed I mean, the deal on that. Probably. Yeah, because that was, I think even Blake would tell me, like, on your birthday, if you're a kid, they let you ride up in the front. So, I do have happened pretty recently, but, I mean, I can see that's a huge liability. Yeah. So. Somewhere I have a little, um, like, co-pilot badge oh. they gave me whenever I rode up front. It was, like, mm-hmm. a cool little magic moment thing that they mm-hmm. would do. So, I'm a little sad that it's gone, but I'm super happy that I didn't die on the monorail. Mm. That's a plus. I did see kind of recently <laughs> when we were there, they let a bunch of kids honk the horn of it. So, like, you know, you got really? in, and it was, like, this little boy's birthday, and he, like, honked the horn, and then, like, I jumped out. I didn't know out. that it had a horn. It has a little horn. It's, like, beep, beep. And then you, like, you, like, jumped really? out and was very excited, and I was, like, oh, that's cool. Okay, but so they kept something. Yeah, I think there's still a little element to that. So maybe, don't get all your hopes down, maybe they'll let you honk the horn when yeah. you're Nicole. So next time you're on the monorail and you're like, I don't know, man, this thing's a little janky. It is is. a little janky. Your fears have been confirmed. Please stand clear of those doors. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Poor Favor. Not close. Poor Favor. Poor Favor. Right now, do you want to talk about more death? (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna move on to some urban legends. So the the stuff that we just talked about is all true stuff that has yes. happened. We're moving yes. on to the sensational, the things that are spooky and maybe not as true. Ooh, very, ooh, ooh. Okay, yes. I'm very excited about all this. I mean, this is stuff that might not be true or not, so we can tell you whatever imagination to imagination. come up with this. Just kidding. Um, well, the one I have is the decapitation, and I don't know if you can hear this. We've got a new mic, so... I just want to hope that these mics are super good. But there's, like, a dog howling outside. I kind of like the element to it. Yeah. So. It's, he's, it's, it's dead Pluto. Oh, now you put that out there. Jeez. Oh, right, Tell me Pluto. about decapitation. All right. Decapitation. Well, that. Is it truth or is it not truth is the question. That, I cannot find a dang thing about any decapitation. Um... Unless you know more information on it. But all I could find was at Disneyland that one time a man did die on um, Thunder Mountain because the whole train separated from its tracks. So, like, the front half fell, not fell, I mean, it fell off. And then the other half, like, it snaked down and other people were fine. But, yes, a man did die, but there is no evidence of decapitation or, I don't know if, like, a coroner report hasn't been released, but I have not been able to find anything about that. So that, I'm marking as not true, yeah. unfortunately. It's a big one, though. That one kept coming up when I was doing research for my Dark That's Disney like article. real sick, too. I mean, there's yeah, some low-bearing things. Like, I, if I was a tall man, I don't know. Is there, like, a max height on those rides? Probably. Like, if you're, like, LeBron, I don't know. Well, and I'm sure that when they design the ride, they probably design for, like, the tallest human known to man and then go farther. I would assume. I mean, if I was an engineer, that's what I would do. I would hope, but I don't know. There's some things. I'm like, those possums are right there. And I don't know. That's (laughs) my reverse. I love the possums. All right, so tell me more folklore, Nicole. Okay, so. You've got the good stories. (laughs) You know, Walt Disney is a very charismatic, larger-than-life figure, and so there are a couple of things surrounding his character. Mm -hmm. I think the one that everyone has heard is that Walt's head is cryogenically frozen somewhere, Mm -hmm. and that when we figure it out, you know, they're going to bring him back to life. I can confirm this one's not true. Well, publicly they say it's not true. Who knows? I I mean, is anybody He has a grave. Like, he was cremated, wasn't he? I don't know. I think he was cremated. That's what they want you to think, Bethany. (sighs) If he wants to come back live, by all means, but... So that one I'm going to say no. Um, There is a, like, little haunted 
thing with Walt. At Disneyland, Walt had an apartment above City Hall, I believe. So, like, when you come into the park at Disney World, on your left, you've got, like, guest relations and City Hall and all that. Um, Actually, it might be above the firehouse. It doesn't matter. One of those buildings on that side. Walt had an apartment up there. Mm -hmm. And when he was in the park... The lamp in the window would be right. turned on. Yes. And when he was not in the park, he'd be turned off. And that's just how you knew if Walt was there. Um, and they say that sometimes that lamp will still come on. I and that they leave it on. No one will have turned it on. Oh. So they, they might now. But like, like when, like at night when everything's yeah, off. That's something that I've heard is that that lamp will just come on. That's and I, cool. I like to think that maybe Walt still inhabits, you know, I really wish it was the one at Disney World, but let's, you know, let's be I real. Mean, he didn't live there. Where so. did Walt actually die? Probably in his home in California. I would assume if he was sick, I don't even know if he was sick or if he died suddenly. I mean, with celebrities, you never Again, know. Again, don't smoke y'all. Um, yeah, <laughs> Los Angeles. That makes okay, sense. Okay, I was just... Oh, I keep hitting this mic on the table. Sorry. Um, yeah, I just... Because it was around Disney World opening. I was just wondering if it would be in Florida. Okay. What else you got for me? So, another one is that you hear that there are tunnels under Disney World. Right. That all of Disney World is connected by tunnels. This one is partially true. Mm-hmm. Partially true. There is a system of tunnels under Magic Kingdom only. It's not the whole world. Oh, right. Okay. It's Magic Kingdom only. And here's just some really interesting, just fun Magic Kingdom knowledge that we did not drop on you during the Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom episode. Um, so if you've been listening, you know, because I've mentioned it 8 million times that I worked there in 2005. Um, and I worked you like Casey's on Main court. Street. Right. Okay. So the cool thing is, well, it's, it's not that cool. It's kind of cool. So you, there's a, like a cast parking lot way behind the world, like behind the castle, behind, mm-hmm. actually, if you go to the Pinocchio bathrooms, yeah. or actually, they're not the Pinocchio bathrooms anymore, like Gaston's Tavern, those bathrooms yes. out there, you are super, super close to the oh. cast parking lot. Well, as close as you're going to be. Um, if you were to hit the cast exit right there and go down the stairs, you would be at the bus stop to take uh-huh. you to the cast parking lot. So anyway, directly below that staircase, so when you're at the bathrooms there, directly below your feet is the entrance to the tunnel, the cast entrance to the tunnel. The castle is actually on floor two. Okay. So they're not even tunnels. They're ground level. Right. The park. That's what I was just going to ask because Florida Florida and sinkholes and basements aren't a thing. Okay, that makes sense. And that's why if you, when you get... To Magic Kingdom, it's on a slight slope, yeah. and the castle's up at the top of the hill. So if you stand right in front of Casey's, that's the crest of the okay. hill. And that's why if you stand right there, you have the best view of the fireworks because right. you're at the highest point. But there are cast members below your feet. In fact, I remember sitting in the break room during uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, mm-hmm. and I was sitting at a table, and I heard the Headless Horseman running directly over my head. So the break room that I was in was literally right under Main Street. It was so cool. Um, So basically, they built this tunnel system so that if you're, say, you work in Frontierland, you walk through the park via the tunnel, Mm -hmm. and you just pop up in Frontierland. You don't walk through Main Street in your Frontierland costume. Um, and there are offices down there. That's where all of the stock rooms are. There is a place you can get your hair cut down there. Costuming's down there. There's a cafeteria. It's called the Mouseketeria. So, like, is it really weird without windows? Or it's just not even a thing you think about? Everything is gray and concrete and industrial. Weird. And pretty gross. It's like working in a factory. Um, and also, though, this is a fun fact. Because you're underground, you don't know where you are. The tunnels are basically color-coded. Oh. And I don't remember which lands are which color, but, like, that way you know if you're in green, I'm in Adventureland. When oh, the tunnel okay. turns red, you're in Frontierland. That yeah. way you know where you are. That makes sense. So it's kind of cool. And you can go on tours that take you down to the tunnels. Right. Um, so I think it's definitely worth checking out just to see, mm-hmm. you know, how the system oh, works. Yeah, but And another little tiny fun fact before we move on um, is... So, basically, Main Street's at the very back of the tunnel. If you think about you enter 
at Fantasyland next to Gaston. Mm-hmm. You're walking through a tunnel all the way up to Main Street where I worked. It takes about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So when you clock out, you get to clock out 10 minutes early because you get walking time. Oh. So you get paid to walk from, like, wherever you work to the entrance of the tunnel. Interesting. Yeah. Nice little nugget. So there are tunnels. I'm just They're really boring. That is confirmed that it is on, like, a second level because that I was like, how is everything not falling in yet? <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, there you go. I do really want to go on that tour now. That's like key, Keys to the Kingdom. Yes, that's Keys the to one. the Kingdom. That's the like one. Keys to, uh, yeah, that would I really want to go to. We should go on, together sometime. Yeah. And I could be like, oh, there's my locker. I'm actually just thinking that's like a great Christmas present for Blake because he's a sucker for stuff like that. I know he won't listen to this. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, very true. But, yeah, like, and then I get a little, like, key keychain, put that on the tree. Oh, done. Y'all. Christmas present done for you if you want a nice present. Because that's something fun that, like, the Disney mm-hmm. connoisseur would enjoy. For it's, sure. It's kind of expensive. It's like 100 bucks, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I feel like it might be worth it, though. Yeah, no, I think that one. And I think for it Disney comes nerds. with a meal and everything. Like Probably. It's like a full And experience. I'm sure you're not allowed to take pictures down there, no. but, you know, on the download, get some of them, like, spy glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stay tuned, natives. Ooh, we should have a tour episode. That would be awesome. Yeah. So, I think it's time to tackle the granddaddy of all the urban legends, which is River Country. Country. (laughs) So, Disney has, I guess, a couple just, like, abandoned areas. Mm -hmm. Both of them are out in Seven Seas Lagoon near Magic Kingdom. There's Discovery Island. Which I'm not 100% sure. You never heard of Discovery Island? No, ma'am. So, Discovery Island, I, I'm not 100% sure what was out there, but you you could ride the boat out there. And what? I think it was kind of like Tom Sawyer Island. Like, there were like animals and all kinds of stuff. But it. What? Yeah. I'm but gonna, you, can't, you can't go out there anymore that's legally. Thing I have to ask <laughs> my parents about that. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um,. I was just wondering, like, where is it in conjunction of everything else? Um, I mean, you know how there are so many islands out there? Right. It's just one of those random islands. I think it might be... It's probably by wilderness. Well, I think it might be, whenever you ride the ferry over to Magic Kingdom, there's that one right in the the middle middle on the left side. I think it might be that one. I don't know why I think that. I just do. That makes no sense to me. Like, how did you get your ticket and then, like, get there? You know... Like, how do they know you paid? Or was it a free thing? Mm, that's a good question. Or was, like, the ticket center actually, like, You know what? It might have closed down before admission became a thing. Because remember how oh, we talked about how you used right. to, you would just get in and then you'd pay for tickets. Right. That would be very Back true. in the day. So, mm-hmm. like, you paid for just ride tickets. Right. So that, it might have been that kind of situation. Ooh. Anyway. Yes. Right. So another... <laughs> Place on Seven Seas Lagoon is River Country, mm-hmm. and if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably heard of River Country. It is the third water park at Disney World. It's the first water park they ever opened. It's the first water park in the nation, actually. Really? It was the first park like designated Rest as a water park. Of course, Disney, <laughs> you know. No surprise there. Um, but the difference with River Country is that it wasn't, like, chlorinated water. It was water from Bay Lake. Uh, or from Seven Seas Lagoon. So, it was themed like a country swimming hole. Yeah. And I remember that when my family went in 98, we got one of those, like, vacation videos. And I remember River Country being on it and, like, being super excited about it. Of course, we didn't have time to do it. Um, but it looked really fun. And being from Arkansas, like, I'm very acquainted with swimming holes right. and the creek and the river, right. you know, so it was, like, home to me. But <laughs> um, but there's lots of, like, you know, rumor and suspicion mm-hmm. about, like, oh, why did River Country close? And the one you hear most is that they closed after a boy died from a brain-eating amoeba. Because newsflash, people that don't live in Florida... That's a thing. When you swim in warm water, warm, stagnant water, there's this bacteria. It's called an amoeba. 
it can go up your nose and get in your brain and cause a brain infection and you can die. I've been swimming in lakes my whole life. I never heard of this until I got to Florida. Yeah, I guess I just knew that naturally. Like, you don't really want to go in lakes because of gators in general. Like, Florida lakes are just a death trap, let's be honest. Yeah. But. I mean, in Arkansas, like, we worried about snakes some. But, I mean. Did, did you have water moccasins? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, not out in the, not out in a lake, though. Right. Like, we have, lo- we have lots of, like, really gorgeous lakes mm-hmm. in Arkansas. And we used to go to the lake, like, every weekend when mm-hmm. I was a teenager. Mm-hmm. No fear. Here, I've been to the lake one time, and the whole time I was in the lake, I was like, oh, amoeba, snake, haters, <laughs> oh, oh. Like, I couldn't relax, you know? Like, Florida is a jungle, man. It, it is pretty wild. However... River Country did not close due to a brain-eating amoeba. A kid did die from one, which I find interesting because I feel like the water at River Country, I feel like, would be continually circulated. I don't feel like there would be any, like, warm, stagnant yeah. water. Like, oh, they can't just stagnant. They yeah. can't just breed anywhere. You can't yeah. just get an amoeba anywhere. Yeah. Um, but it, it did happen. It does gross me out to the max that it was, like, just pumped in, like, just water. Just, like, water. And all yeah. the, like... Everyone pee. Like, that was just a soup of stuff. I feel like that lake water, too. I mean, it's a man-made lake. It's yeah. utilitarian. You know, yeah. it's not like it's a beautiful like, lake. Anyway. Mm. So, River Country actually closed because of the economy. Um, I guess in the 90s, whenever, like, park attendants took a dip. And so, just the cost to keep it open kind of wasn't worth it. And I think they already had plans for Typhoon Lagoon. Hmm. And so, they closed it down because it was just, like, a non-essential part of the world. But the weird thing is that, like, I mean, they just shut it down and walked away. Um, And we'll post a YouTube video of somebody breaking in. Like, urban explorers love river country. People break it in all the time. I really want to. My mom really wants to. My mom's all about breaking into some places. I'm gonna rat her out right now. You guys have ever heard of Dog Patch? It's a it's an amusement park in Arkansas, and it's been closed for like I don't know, 20, 30 years. She's she has broken in there like three or four times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like my mom was an urban explorer before she knew it was a thing. That's if so my funny. mom learns it's a thing, like a legit thing, like. I may have to bail her out of jail. <laughs> but we've talked about this. You can still get there. I'm not going to tell you how. I'm not going to incriminate myself. I've never done it, but, like, there are ways to get in. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there's tons of pictures online. Yeah. So, like, people are going still. But, but don't try to, like, swim there because, like, you'll oh, straight up get know. eaten by a gator. Oh, yeah. People I mean, people clearly have that to see. Ooh. It's not worth that. Yeah, that's a big But, yeah, they, it, that's the eerie thing is that they just, like, they didn't even, like, bulldoze it. Like, it's just no. there. They just close up shop. Weird. Heard a rumor, though, that they're building a resort there. Hmm. Maybe we should go back. So, we'll see. We'll see. But it's right next to Fort Wilderness. So. Right. If you're curious. Oh, so. Sorry. I think we've talked about all the creepy things. We talked <laughs> about the fun stuff, the movies and the parks and all of that stuff. Um. So, we'll leave you, I think, maybe with just, like, some other media, and we'll we'll, yeah. uh, we'll link you guys. We'll link all the stuff in the show notes so you guys can check it out, mm-hmm. but there are a million creepypasta stories about Disney. Some of them are really good. Some of them are really crappy. Um, there'll be, there's a forthcoming blog post with spooky Disney stories for you guys to listen to. Um, there's also this... Really, 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 really trippy movie that was illegally shot in Disney World. Ooh, are you talking about the one I like? No. The Hidden, King- oh, no, Hidden Kingdom. What's no. It called? You know the one, the illegal documentary thing? No, I don't know about this. Yes, you do. You're the one who shared it. It's in your blog. That oh, one. Escape from Tomorrow? That one, yeah. Oh, I was like, have you watched that? A part of it. Oh, okay, yeah, so Escape... super interesting. You guys, okay, so Escape from Tomorrow, it'll be the weirdest movie you've ever seen. Super weird. Unless you're, like, way into David Lynch, and then you'll be like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> Escape from Tomorrow is this film. It's all in black and white, and they just illegally shot it there. Like, they just showed up with cameras and tried to, like, hide them... From mm-hmm. cast members and stuff. So, it's kind of low quality, and that's why it's in black and white, because obviously they couldn't control lighting. Yeah. They couldn't have lighting. So, they made it a black and white. Really weird movie. Really creepy movie. It's classified as a horror movie. Hmm. 
which I guess it sort of is, but I mean, it's just kind of fascinating. So if you're a Disney fan and a film fan, like you have to check out Escape from Tomorrow and it is now streaming on Netflix, I think. Really? Netflix. It's definitely on YouTube. Netflix or Amazon. It's on one of the no ones one, I subscribe really? to. Yeah. <gasps> but really, like if you're a normie, I'm telling you this movie is really <laughs> weird. So just be warned. Um, let's see what else. I already mentioned my blog. We'll link that. Um, there are a couple of podcasts you can check out if you like spooky things. Um, there's Postmortem with Mick Garris, which I have mentioned earlier. That's the one that has the Hocus Pocus 25 year. And also there's Creepy Kingdom. And Creepy Kingdom is a podcast that's all about spooky stuff at Disney. Um, it's not just Disney. They also do other theme parks, but it's basically theme park spooky stuff. That's the intersection of that podcast. Okay. So it's not always great, but um, I find that it's informative, especially they're in California. Mm. So they know more about Disneyland than I do. And um, they do events here as well. So like they just did the Spooky Day in the Parks. Oh, I saw them. Yes. So yeah. Spooky Empire, I think Spooky Empire was part of Spooky Day in the Parks. And Creepy, Creepy Kingdom was also part of Spooky oh. Day in the Parks. Yeah. Okay. So these like Disney bounding people... There's one for spooky folks, guys. And I'm sorry you're hearing about it late because it's already happened. <laughs> we'll do it next year. But you can do it next year. And yeah. last year they even did a um, a super swanky, like, VIP event at Tower of Terror. Mm. And it was, like, a black tie event. And the villains were there. And the ticket was way too expensive for me. But I was like, it's really cool that they're even doing this. Yeah. So there are definitely some things out there for people who like spooky stuff and Disney. So... Be sure to check it out. Definitely do. <laughs> well, thank you so much for tuning in on our spooky episode. Um, we uh, have. Uh, 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 <laughs> I'm like, what is that? It was Nicole. <laughs> Being creepy. It's the ghost host. <laughs> oh, that was at the dead Pluto. Um, he actually stopped barking, so I guess we're in the clear. Um, <laughs> definitely don't. Definitely remember to check out all of our things happening this month. We've got a lot of things coming. We've got blog posts going out. And on Halloween, the week of, lots of things are happening. We are having a dramatic reading of a creepy pasta. We're not telling you what, but it's really good. Um, so, yeah, that's coming out um, later this month. And always, we really appreciate all your listening and support and for hanging out with us for... I guess like an hour. We've been chatting for quite a bit. I mean, this is like our favorite topic ever, so it's going to happen. Um, thanks again for following along. If you're not already a fan, please find us on all the social things. We are there. So thanks again for listening and have a magical spooky day.